like the rest of you, we're trying to make sense of this crazy thing that we call life. I'm RJ. I'm Khalil. And welcome to Try Not to Overthink It. I'm a licensed professional counselor. And I'm a licensed social worker. Every day we find ourselves discussing many different topics, ranging from trending news to the state of our society as a whole. You name it, we've probably talked about it. After many heated debates, we decided to expand and share our conversations and share them with you from both a therapist and social worker standpoint, and hopefully get your input. If this is your first time here, we'd like to thank you for checking us out. We hope you'll stay and become part of our tribe as well as participate in the conversations. Uh, this is episode two of and part two of the of the topic of relationships. So last time we talked about, you know, the different facets of a relationship. Um, in this episode, we'll, I guess we'll start it off talking about, you know, people and unconditional love. So I've it has been my experience in interacting with people is one of the things that we struggle with nowadays is loyalty and respect and honor. Um, like I've noticed that people want you to love them unconditionally, but there are conditions that they place on you in order to receive their love. Right. And that, that has, that's, that perplexes me. Um, when you say, you know, cause everyone throws that word out like, Oh, this person, I love this person. I ride or die with this person. You know, right. they use it loosely because it's cute to say it's sexy to say, you know, I want it so bad. Like I want to breathe or, you know, just, you know, these different phrases that that sound really good when you say them out loud, but when the actions don't meet don't match the words, it just it it comes across as paradoxical to me. Cause I've I've seen that when you're down bad, like really bad, like rock bottom, you really find out who's in your corner. Everyone talks the loyalty talk and the, I love this person and I and I'm ride or die. But when when it's time to be loyal, people get ghost on you. Um, people, yeah, when the time, when the time, when the time, when, when times get rough, that's, that's when you really see who's really there in your corner, you know, and that's what a relationship should be built upon, you know, cause I'm not saying that everyone is going to struggle right off the bat in a relationship, but the way I look at it is I come to the party with the same people that rode with me to the party, you know? If we can't grind together, we can't struggle together, we can't suffer together, we can't shine together. Right. And 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 you know, I and I include that in every facet of my life, not just my romantic life, but my personal life, my professional life. Like if we can't go through something together, like there's something about going through the struggle together, right. embracing the suck together, embracing the grind together that brings people closer together. You appreciate people more. And I know like last episode, that was one of the things that I was talking about was the way we don't value each other right now. Right. You know, it just kind of comes across like people are just replaceable. Like, you know, the moment that our relationship, like one of the guys I watch on YouTube, his name is DJ Academics. And, you know, a lot of his, like he reports on news across hip hop and even current events. Right. And one of the things that he always talks about is people are only as loyal as the last time you fed them. Right. And, and like, when he said that, I thought that was the most hilarious thing ever, you know, but it's true though. You know, when you're in, when you're in relationships with people and you really get a chance to really see if they're truly there for you, you know, quick way. And I, and, and, and watching, you know, shows like divorce court, 
and watching some of these other, you know, like I grew up, you know, my grandmother had me watching soap operas. You know, she called them her stories. Yeah, every, so every grandma got you doing that. My mom, so, my grandmother did the same thing. Yeah, she had me watching uh, uh, Price is Right, uh, her stories, and then In the Heat of the Night. So one of the things that, you know, was brought to my attention when I would watch these stories was, you know, sometimes people would go to court, you know, for d divorce proceedings. And then you'd have some lawyer pull out a prenup and, you know, got me to thinking like, you know, as an adult, when you go into a marriage or you go into a relationship, you know, we talked about this last episode of setting standards, setting, you know, from the gate, from, from the start, what the expectation is. The expectations, I'm going into this marriage, I'm going into this relationship, especially if I know that it's going seriously. I'm going into it with the expectation this is going to last forever. You know, because when you, and that's something that bothers me too nowadays is people do not take their wedding vows seriously. Right. You know, when you get married to somebody, that's not something, that's not something to play with. That's not something to play with to me. Um, being raised the way that I was raised you know, you take an oath and vows before God. Right. Even if you don't believe in God or with the God of your understanding, anytime you're taking an oath in front of a, a, a judge, you get what I'm saying? Or whoever they use, uh, you can go to the courthouse, whoever you, they use, the official that you use for that wedding, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're setting a totally different uh, expectation once you do something like that that you're going to be loyal to that other person for the rest of your life. So even, even with being loyal though, um, like being in a relationship with somebody and toughing it out, toughing it out. Right? I, I've seen, I've seen some people have shitty relationships and they settle. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, right. and, 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 and so they think that I have a, I have a, I have a shitty relationship. Because and and I and I settle because I can't get anything else. I can't get any bit anyone better. I can't do any better than where I am. And they think that I'm going to be alone if I leave. And I'm telling you this right here. It's better to be. It's better better to be alone than to be in a relationship where you're settling. Right. Because I, I worked with a young lady a few years back, um, where her and her boyfriend because they're not even married. Her and her boyfriend, um, they've got one, two, three, four, four kids together. Wow. And so um, they were moving, um, moving into a new a, a new apartment from the house they were staying in. They're moving into a new apartment. And he oh, flat out refused. Three bedroom apartment. Or, or I can't remember. I think it may have been. Right. So um, she asked me, you know, she's like, hey, can you help me move? Blah, 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 blah. I said, yeah, too easy. She's like, well, what is, you know, what are you going to charge? I was like a bag of candy, you know, give me a bag of candy. I'll help you move. I'm, I'm, I'm very easy when it comes to helping people. Like I don't ask for much, hmm. you know, food, food is my, you know, food is, you know, my currency. Right. So I'm like, give me a bag of candy, a big bag of M&Ms and we're good. We're good to go. So when she tells her, her boyfriend at the, her boyfriend, they're still together. When she tells him, Hey, you know, RJ is going to help me move. He immediately felt some kind of way. He immediately felt some kind of way and they actually broke up temporarily why while I helped them move. Like wait, to the wait, point wait, wait. so he did not want your help to move. Yeah. So he must have had a lineup of people willing to help. He must have had his homeboys Tyrone and them must have already been there like so we don't need RJ no more. 
So no, he didn't. No, he didn't. I mean, this 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 dude, this dude was the sorriest excuse of a guy that because I can't even call him a man. I can't even call him a man because again, you, your, your, your girlfriend, the mother of your children is working not one but two jobs to support you while you sit your ass at the house. Oh, so he's the babysitter. So so his kids. So he was a stay-at-home dad. He was a stay-at-home dad. So this okay. was a crazy thing. It wasn't like he was babysitting the kids because the kids were all of school age. So they were at oh, school yeah, all day. Even so she's at work working like a Hebrew slave while he's laying up at the house doing nothing. Well, you know, know, he had to be selling marijuana. Smoke, smoking weed, smoking weed and eating, he, eating, eating good. Look, so my man. trying to be a stereotype, but he had to be selling drugs because. So I, I would, I would, so my, this is my thing. I want to, I want to believe the best in everybody. So I don't, I'm not going to put that on that man, right. but he did. He just right. definitely wasn't, he wasn't what I would consider a man as a male. He, he wasn't, he was what you would call a Zeta male. He wasn't even a beta male or an Omega male. He was a Zeta male where he was so he on the low. He, he was just a bum. And oh, so what, what tripped me out was when, we pulled up to her place, her new place, and we're unloading like the beds and everything and all the boxes. He's in the he's in the apartment. He refused to come outside and help me get the stuff off the truck. Well, so he heard you were moving. He was like, "Well, are they gonna do his damn self?" <laughs> so, so my thing was they. She goes into the back room and she said something to him about it because I could hear her, and they get to arguing. And so in my mind, I'm like, you know, I had to say a prayer, Lord, please don't have this man come out here, because if he comes out here. With this, with this loud foolishness, I'm gonna put these hands on him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put these hands on him. <laughs> and right today, <laughs> the, the, you know, because I was already feeling some kind of way that you, as a man, as right. you are supposed to be the provider, and your woman is having to do the role of both a man and the woman in this relationship. She's having to be the man and the woman, and you contribute nothing of, of meaning to this relationship. But then you have the audacity to get mad because you didn't take the initiative to take care of your family. You have the audacity to fix your mouth to get mad that her male co-workers having to come help her because you so sorry that you won't even take care of your family. Well, there's a so, problem there in the first place because if he didn't have things arranged previously before she... She should have never asked you because he should have already had things arranged. I got somebody to help us move. I have the moving truck. I have the schedule down packed because he's not working. You get what I'm saying? That's so, that, He right had no there, excuse not to have stuff that together. That's the okie doke right there. Because if I know a woman's asking me to move, I must be like, I'm going to ask, well, I know you live with your boyfriend. He must be helping you move too. We, I must be meeting up with him. Because I'm and, not and, going to move by myself. And that's what I thought. But it wasn't. It was me and her. And he so that wasn't that that wasn't even the kicker. That wasn't even the kicker. What was the crazy part about it was after I left, they really got into it. Because he stayed in the back room. So we finished unloading everything and I went on my way. So what was what was the crazy part about it was he then accused her of cheating with me. <laughs> Well, and were, so you were the easiest scapegoat because he knew he already got himself in trouble by the foolishness he was doing earlier. So, of course, he's going to have to bring it up a few notches. Oh, you must be cheating with him. That's the reason why you asked him to move, because she probably had laid. She probably laid into him so hard about him not coming to help you. Of course, he's going to turn it up a notch. 
he already knows his, his manhood is on the line now. So he's going to have to make it look like the reason why I didn't help is because I know you messing with RJ. You've been smashing RJ for the longest. That's why he's helping you move. He's just not a good dude. No dudes are just going to be good. You know, yep. That's the mindset of people in the world anyway. Uh, you know, and everybody's susceptible to that. But well, well he I mean, so already had somebody willing to help. I so, need you. If it's me, so, I'm already gonna have somebody willing that, or I paid somebody. So that that brings me to my next point, though. So right. we have this this philosophy as human beings where people can't just do something nice for you without wanting something in return. Like right. we all we are all we are all automatically thinking that someone is trying to do something shisty or something shifty to me all the time. Someone can't just do something nice, nice for me out of the, out of the goodness of my heart. So I don't doubt that as a man, you know, because men we're very territorial about things that belong to us. Right. If this is, if this is my lady, I'm be pretty, I'm gonna be pretty interested. Like, Hey, who that, who that dude over there? You know, I'm be asking questions too, but at the end of the day, as a man, I would have stepped up and I made sure things were provided and things were handled for my wife. For my, for the mother of my child, whatever she is, my partner, my significant other, right. my helpmate, thing she shouldn't have to worry about those things. And, but and even he, though he might not have liked you, he should have come out there, introduced himself, and said, shook my hand. Thank you for helping us. Uh, I couldn't find nobody, whatever the case was, but I'm gonna run with you so we can get this done. Facts. That's what should have happened, but that wasn't what happened. So then they get to argue and they break up. So the next day she's at work. She's all depressed. She's sad. So I ask her what happened. So she tells me they don't broke up and this had a third. And so he had accused her of cheating with of cheating with me. And so then he tells her, well, well, she says, I'm a leaf. And he said, well, you, you ain't going nowhere. And she's like, how you figure I'm not going nowhere. Ain't nobody going to want you with all those kids. Wow. And so See, that shows his character right there. Cause that's exactly real dirty. So, so your kids. Yeah. They're your kids. kids. And and so that 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 got me to thinking, you know, because for me, I am really huge into animals. I'm really big into animals. Um, I would have, you know, I I feel like if I wasn't such aller so allergic to to everything that's outside, I would have been a veterinarian in a different life. I would have been a veterinarian. Yeah, I'd you're be allergic so, to everything. I'm allergic to everything. No, RJ sneezes at anything. Yeah, pretty much. If it, if, it, if it grow outside, right <laughs> if it grow outside, I'm gonna be sneezing. So, um, one of the things that you know, I always relate to is the fact that one, I'm a Leo, but also I've always had this thing about lions, um, lions and chickens. I don't know why, but my mom, you know, when, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a rooster. When I grew up, I didn't know that people couldn't be chickens, but I had this fascination with chickens. Um, my grandmother had a farm and had chickens and I'd be outside watching chickens. And so um, I wanted to be a chicken. Um, but so you must you know, never watch them get the head cut off. That's I never that saw was. that piece. I never saw that part. Never, never saw that the head get wrong. <laughs> I never saw that part. Um, but, you know, for me, being so fascinated with lions and even being, you know, my my my. Uh, my astrological sign being a Leo, you know, one thing that you notice about lions is lions protect their pride. Right. Lions their protect day. each other. 
you know, the male lion, his job is not to hunt. His job is to protect the, to protect the pride. And when a male lion gets ousted from the pride that he is in, the first thing that the new male lion does is he kills all cubs that do not belong to him. The right. reason he does that is because I don't want any, for two reasons. One, it eliminates the competition for his genetics, with his genetics. And two, female lions cannot be in heat if they are rearing and taking care of cubs. Right. So in order to bring female lions into heat faster, he will kill all the other, he will kill all the previous male, male lions cubs and two to eliminate competition with his genetics. Right. So I say that to say this, you know, there's this double standard of men and women where it's okay for, we are taught as men that it's okay and it's backwards and it's, and it's archaic and it's just, it's, it's just of ignorance that it's okay for you to knock down everything that walks. Right. You the man, if you done knock down, you done, you done run through all of these women, you done talk to all these women, you, you will play a, cause there was a whole, there was a whole movie. And I remember watching it when I was younger, uh, how to be a player uh, yeah. where he had step by step by step where he's narrating how he's juggling. Like, Bill like, Bellamy. I think it was, I think it was like eight women. Yeah. And, and we have this, this antiquated thought process where that's cool. But then when a woman does it, she for, as Future says, she for the streets. So my thing is, if rather you're a man or a woman, if you out here doing, you know, being community, anybody, you right. for the streets. If you're a man or a woman, you're out here just laying up and sleeping with everybody, you are for the streets. You know, we have to, you know, we have to hold everybody. You are for the streets. Yeah. Every people. That's your decision. You know, uh, especially when you got to go to the uh, urgent care clinic and you have a VD, uh, that's for you. That's why. And look, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I done been there and done that. That's what I already know what it is. So when you're lining up doing that, that's when you can really, you know, start to uh, wear You got your T-shirt and you're wearing it. You, you a PIMP. <laughs> you can have it. It's all yours. And and I and 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 the thing about it is this right here, like you have to look at yourself as property. You have to look at yourself as having worth and having value. You know, think of yourself like a slice of pizza or a hamburger. Like for me, when I go to like Burger King McDonald's, uh I get my burgers plain. I don't like a whole bunch of stuff on my burger. Right. You know, especially if I know I'm I'm having to drive and eat at the same time. I don't want to walk I hate to have stains on my clothes. So I just so I just get I just get my burger plain. Um, my pizza night, like my pizza with toppings and everything else like that. Who's eating pizza and driving at the same time? Nobody. Yeah. Some people, depending on how, so, yeah. depending on how busy things are, it just you depends. See that episode of 400 pound life when him, it was a girl and a dude and they crushed them pizzas before they got home. Cause they didn't want to share. Oh my, they oh my gosh. That's crazy. Hey, I'm so foolish because I only remember that episode. There was a couple <laughs> episodes that, I mean, we're, well, wow, but only that because I thought to myself, y'all couldn't wait till y'all got <laughs> that was foolish. So when when you think of yourself like a slice of pizza or a hamburger, who wants to eat a slice of pizza there? Somebody is picked with the pepperoni. Somebody's flicked the sausage off. Somebody's been, you know, nibbling on the peppers or touching the crust. Nobody does. And so the thing that we have to understand that our past can and will catch up with you, does. you know, and, and, and when you're out here just sharing yourself with everybody, because like I said in our last episode, 
everyone does not have the right to sit down and hear your story. Right. They just don't. And so you end up putting time and energy into places that end up being a waste of your time. And time is something that you can't get back. It's not like money, food, gas, you know, once your time is gone, it's gone. And so once you get past a certain age, like, like I say, like 21, you got any person that you are talking to, dating, courting, cake making, whatever you want to call it, they could potentially be a mate for life, you know? And so to me, like I said, in our last episode, I'm not going to like, for me, me personally, I believe in economy of energy. I'm, you know, some people call it being lazy, but I'm not going to invest my time and energy in anything that is not going to make me better. That is not going to push me. That is not going to enrich my life. That is not going to add. That is not going to multiply my life. Why? Because if it is not doing those things it is doing the exact opposite It's sucking the life out of me. So when a person is leaving deuces, I'm not going to fight with you. I'm not going to beg you because the reason you know, especially when someone is breaking up with you. Well, with, with her situation with the young lady um, and, and and having that many children, I could see why she would think twice because, hey, I have four kids with this person. I don't have one. I don't have two. Because even with two, my mother left with two. All right. Because my dad was, was, was a drug addict and a leech. All right. So she said, you know what? I'm going to have to try this on my own. But she told me how difficult that was because she said, well, I got two kids. This is a situation uh, when uh, the lady has four and you, you need some help. I mean, there are some women I've seen do it with, with, with four or five kids, and uh, but you need some help. So that's part of the paranoia that is going to start going on in your mind. Like if I leave, then I'll have no help. Uh, I, I, I use sometimes I use his family to help. Sometimes I use, uh, you know, whatever income that person might have. So I could see her having to have that second thought. But what he said was definitely of uh, uh, low moral character. What man gonna want you? You might find she might find somebody who can't have kids, and and will take her with four. You know. Yeah. I mean, so so what you're saying is very true. I definitely agree with that. Like. For him, he used that as an anchor to keep her in place. You know, like you ain't going nowhere. So I can be a bum. I can be a sorry excuse for a man and not do what I'm supposed to do because who won't want you? And I mean, these are things I say that I share this story with our female listeners because I want you guys to take something from that. That when you're out here, the most precious gift that a female can give to a man is herself is yourself. You can't get you. There's nothing you can buy that is going to equate to the value that a woman has to a man. And so when a man truly loves you, a man is truly respectful of you, of your, of who you are innately as a person, not just, you know, what you can give him physically. Right. You know, he is going to cherish and he is going to honor that. And if, and if the man that you are with is not doing those things, meaning if he's calling you out your name, He's being he's talking to you in a disrespectful manner, a manner that, you know, that if a a man off the street spoke to his mother like that, he'd be trying to drag him. Right. Hey, that dude ain't for you. 
You know, like we get into a lot of relationships where and I and, and women much more so than men, because when you look at things from the way that we are raised from very small, we're taught to be a certain way. So for women, women are taught to be nurturing and caring because you, when you look at the toys that they're given, yeah. they're gearing them towards that. You're giving doll babies. Doll you're right. giving you're giving nurse sets. You're giving you're giving kitchen sets and, and yeah, tea sets. Norms. All, all, all the things that are gearing to yeah. you towards being the, the, the antiquated version of the perfect or ideal female. Whereas men are given guns, we're given knives, we're given action figures that are, you know, anatomically not necessarily always correct where the dude just swole. There's no way he's walking through a normal door if he was human size. Right. right. He can't even scratch his back if he had to because he got so many muscles. <laughs> We're, we're, we're given toys that, you know, as males, we're given toys that make us tough and make us rugged. And we're told Tonka that, trucks. yeah, Tonka trucks. And we're told I that it's to not okay to cry. Damage stuff in the house. So, so things like that, as, as, you know, as, as women, we're, you know, you're kind of shoehorned into thinking that you have to fix things that are broken. Right. Where when you get with a man or you get into a relationship you know, especially when you recognize that this 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 man or this male or whoever you're broken with is individual. is broken is a broken individual. You go into it thinking, you know, if I love him hard enough or I give him no enough change. time, I put enough, I can I can change him. And I can tell you this: you have to stop trying to fix things you didn't break. Well, it's not your. Do. It's it, do. It, we man, we do. We, call we do Captain Save a Hose, right? But yeah, Three Six Mafia had a whole song about a it. whole song about it. There's a lot of people. But it, it's the it's the it's the person that actually feels as if it's their job. Yeah, and it's not. Better. It's not your job to make anybody better. It's uh, not. But there's a lot of people with that personality trait where they believe they can fix or change someone. And uh, for you, you know the psychology behind it, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't, you know, people go into this mentality thinking that they can save people. You can't, you can't save people that don't want to save themselves. Right. I can't work right. harder at the, at the relationship than, than you are. We got to work at it together. So you have to come to the realization that you have to stop trying to fix things you didn't break. It's not your job to. Some right. people and some things are just broken. You didn't break them. You didn't break the person. You didn't break the thing. But you, when, when you are going into it with the savior mindset, you will end up breaking yourself and trying to fix somebody else. Well, and, and I think that's the Christian mindset as well. Um, we want to be that extension uh, of God. You want to be uh, that extension of righteousness. You want to be able to, you know, to help someone else. You want to be able to, you know, care for those who can't care for themselves. But like you were saying, some relationships if that person is by nature a predator and they've been preying on you leeching off of you you know you, you could get fooled there's a, a lot of people who get fooled women are pre hey, women are predators too you know what yeah. I mean? they, most people to get in with a guy that's got a good job and he's got money and use and abuse him as well but but that goes that goes into what I was saying in our last episode about setting expectations. And then even in this episode about understanding conditional love. Right. You know, you love me as long as I'm doing what you tell me to do. Right. You love right. me as long as I do, I act the way you want me to act, I dress the way you want me to dress, I say the things that you want me to say. Um, 
I'm I'm willing to to put this giant ring on your finger. Like I've dated girls that were like that, where they're just in such a rush. It's a it's a it's like a race. And the thing about any any everything in life, it's not a hundred yard dash. It's a marathon. And so if you've ever been in a foot race with people, you have some people boom, they break off running right off the bat, not understanding that you got to pace yourself. Because you put all this energy into the beginning of the relationship, you burn out and peter out towards the end of the relationship. And that's where people get in these ruts. That's where people start having these issues. That's where people start having these disconnects and these problems. And that's where relationships start to fall apart. You start to grow apart because you're not, you don't have the time and the energy to maintain that consistency that you had in the very beginning. It's not sustainable. and, and that's where I can tell you that's what love is. That person that's willing to put in that work consistently and show up every single day, regardless if it's convenient for them or not, that person right there, you need to hold on to them. You really need to hold on to them. Because for me, one of the things that I've learned through just experiencing other males, being around other males, especially males that were positive influences on my life, I've noticed that there's two types of males in this world. There are nice guys and then there are good men. Your nice guys are going to be the guys that are super emotional. It don't take much to make them mad. They're passive aggressive. They're not good mates. They're lazy and sorry, have no values, and they're untrustworthy. You can't depend on them for anything. But then you have the good men who are confident, who are going to be supportive, who are servant-minded, who put themselves last and put you first and your children first and whatever you got going on first, um, who are capable of leading you, who inspire and empower you as their mate. And then they're willing to be ferocious and step into things to make sure that you never have to suffer through things. You know, and if you do have to suffer through things, you're not by yourself. You know, like I can count on this person. But on top of doing all of those things, after they don't spend a whole day waging war, they come home and are soft enough to where they can just want to play with their kids. They want to spend time with their kids. You can't tell them nothing about their kids. Like though, you know, that is a type of man that I, I, as a, as a man growing up, I, I chose to aspire to become, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a therapist and watching people go through relationships, watching them go through the struggles, complain about the stuff. And right. so I, I ask, you know, I ask myself and I even ask them sometimes and some, cause sometimes I think things in my mind, but sometimes I say them out loud, thinking, thinking I'm saying it in my mind, you know, cause a lot of times I walk around with headphones on because I, I'm, I just don't want to keep going back and forth with my hands and answering the phones. So I wear headphones. So a lot of times I'll be listening to music while I'm doing some documentation or something. And somebody will ask me something and I'll be thinking in my head. And because you have, you have headphones on, you're thinking you're saying it in your head, but you're saying it out loud. But you know, I remember working at Walmart when I was in, in undergrad and this young lady was like, her her husband is boring. And so she was a little bit older than us, wasn't that much older than us, but she was still a little bit older than us, maybe two or three years older than us. And so I asked her, I was like, didn't you know that he was boring when you guys were dating? Right. And she's just like, well, we didn't really date. I was like, well, what were you guys doing? You know, I didn't. What's that? What's that? What, what were you guys doing then if you guys weren't dating? Because I didn't, I didn't, I, I had always been taught in through, through what I'd seen on TV 
And then what I'd watch my parents do, my dad would take my, my mom out on dates. My dad would take my stepmom out on dates. Yeah. I watched him open the door for my stepmom. He walks on the outside, like if we're walking on the sidewalk, right. he walks you know, on the outside. on the side. Supposed to be on the inside. Yeah, women aren't supposed to be on the inside. And, you know, watching him do those things. So me being an undergrad, that was alien to me to, to know that he wasn't, your dude wasn't taking you on dates. Your man wasn't making you feel special, like you're the one and only person in this world. Because if a... You know, I can tell you that if a man is truly into you, it doesn't matter what woman steps in front of him. He, she's invisible. So she was saying throughout their relationship, they never dated. Is that what I'm, I'm hearing? I'm, I, what I'm thinking, what, what I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I shoot. I was, if you never date somebody, did their parents so, arrange the marriage or did he just knock her up? It was one night stand. You know what I'm saying? He busted down, got her pregnant. That is what I'm wanting. So, so that's what I'm thinking happened. That's what I'm thinking happened. Um, because and, and, that, win, huh? and, and and so my thing is, you know, he did the right thing in 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 wanting to, you know, be you know be a co be a cohesive unit and be a family. Um, you know, I can't and I can't and I can't knock him for that. But my thing is, it goes back to what we were saying in our last episode of. Getting to know people before you're just laying right. up and just doing stuff. There's more to someone than you're cute, I'm cute. Let's let you know, let's let's rub together. Let's no, <laughs> let you know we need to get to know each other because you need right. to know before you get married married to somebody that they're boring, that they don't want to do nothing. All they want to do is sit at home. Because like for me, for example, me personally, I'm an introvert with extrovert tendencies. You know, I don't need other people to be entertained. I'll find stuff to do. Yeah, you can entertain yourself. I can entertain myself. I love to draw. I love to paint. I love to read. I love to watch TV, show video games. Because he has artwork yeah. of me, folks. So yes, we will show that. Because I'm gonna draw you. I'm gonna draw you a poo emoji. <laughs> so I, I, look, I look good in the picture too. So, um, so me, you know, now I can go out and interact with people, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good at interacting with people. I never come across a stranger. You know, I'm, it's very easy for me to talk to people, but am I one of those people I need to be around other people? No. Right. But in being one of those people that doesn't need to be around other people, that's something that if we're dating, that's a conversation we have from the very beginning. Right. You know, we don't always have, like I dated, like I, you know, I dated one young lady where her, she equated love to you spending a lot of money on her. Right. And, and, and you know, yeah, that that's something she probably got from a young age, or her yeah, family, if, or whatever. If, yeah. Well, well, so for them, their family was like a weird dynamic type situation. I I used to make jokes and call them like you know like the Braxtons and the and the and the Black Kardashians because like it was it's only it's it's pretty much only females. Oh wow! The only the only males are her dad, and then she had an uncle that recently passed away, and then. That was it. Everybody else is female. Even the, even the kids are female. So, you know, she and I were butt heads constantly, constantly. She She's a Leo. Concept of what a man should be, because her dad probably used to cater to everybody. I mean, and uh, so and 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 that's what it was. And and so like I had to ask her one day, you know, because we would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so like I, as I matured, you know, because we we had been dating for a while. As I matured, I realized. If if we're truly in a relationship and I love you as much as I say that I love you, I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you. Right. 
I'm just not. I would rather be right and 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 be wrong in the moment and let you have that because it's more important for you to be right than it is for me to be right. Right. Then to argue and debate with you and make you feel and yeah and make you keep going and make you feel like I'm not hearing you and I'm devaluing your feelings. And so for her, you know, she would always attribute, oh, we're both Leos. No, we're not both Leos. But the thing is, like, and, and we had to sit down and have a conversation about that. You have to let the man be the man. You can't be the man, and we we're we're, we're we can't both be men. You know, and now and that's the topic right there. There's a lot of women who are afraid. We talked about this for a little bit before too, that are afraid to have a man lead them because they've seen such inconsistency throughout their childhood when men led like their, their dads that were, were the head of the household were failures you get what i'm saying and that has an impact on some women my dad left my mom my dad was never this my dad was never that or you know but a woman who had a stable father a stable father figure all right it, they will respect you differently than a woman whose dad did everything the mother said uh, the mom was wearing the pants. So you have to think about that. Some women don't have that concept of a man leading. Never I mean, I, I, and, and, and that's, and that's the thing where it's very important for us as, as men, when we have children to be in our child's life, right. you know, because when you walk out of your, it's kind of like a, a puzzle piece. All the pieces go together. If you have a hundred count puzzle, all the pieces go together. You have a thousand pu- thousand piece puzzle all the pieces go together when you're missing a piece there's a gap that's going to be missing when you uh, when you complete the whole puzzle so when you have a child and the father or the mother are not there there's a piece of the puzzle that's missing so excuse me when when the pieces are missing anything can be fit into that spot the time and energy you as a as a father are not putting into your kids the time and energy you as a mother are not putting into your kids someone else is going to put that time in and that someone else could be somebody off the street, could be, you know, some rando person. Right, some horrible intentions. It, exactly. And so, but also not even just that, but when your kid is missing certain facets of education in regards to how to love people and how to receive love, they start to pick up on the world's values of what it means to be loved and, and show love. Right. So the world's value of show love and be loved is conditional. It's with conditions. It's not with, you know, like truly, I really am into you. It's as long as I can get something from you, I'm with you. But the moment that this situation isn't beneficial for me, I never really liked you too tough anyway. Right. It's amazing. It's transactional. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? That, that, That just is how a lot of relationships are. There's a transaction theory. We, we know about that through psychology. And, and yeah. so, hey, if I know that if I do this for you, you're going to do this for me, we might even decide to get married on that note. You nope. I mean? I mean, you're helping no. me pay these bills. You're helping me uh, build my, my um, uh, 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 pay, get me my life insurance. I have a friend. The reason why him and his wife were together, they, they were both helping pay bills so they could live. And also she needed some insurance. I mean, and it was a, a, a cooperative agreement, and that's what a symbiotic did. relationship. Yeah, a lot of people have those type of relationships. It's a business agreement. It happens. That stuff is normal. 
Very I mean, but 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 this is the thing. What what happens when the when the when the when the relationship is no longer beneficial for both of us? Now people's feelings. Then I gotta go, and you gotta go, and then there's a fight. And so for me, one thing I've learned in life, um, the best way I can equate it is to uh, what Nipsey Hussle said, and uh, one of his songs was, "Don't expect you from other people." Right. When you go into situations expecting here when reality is here. So this is reality. Your expectations are here. You're not surprised when you go into the situation with your, with, with reality here and your expectations are here, you will always be disappointed. Right. You know, especially in the courtship phase. Exactly. And I mean, everyone, you, you, like you said, some people go into relationships looking to get something from somebody else. And so what I've learned is that it's imperative that you go into the situation knowing what you are expecting. Go into go into the relationship, go into the courtship process with the expectation that this may not go anywhere. But I'm open. I'm open to receiving what comes along with it, rather it be a, a lesson, rather that be companionship, rather that be growth. You should go into the relationship with the expectation of being willing to gain something from it because i know it sounds cliche and it sounds antiquated and outdated but it is very true what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right. you know you either win or you learn and the mistake that most of us make especially most of us under the age of say 40 mm -hmm. make the same mistake every relationship we go into where we don't learn from our past relationship Right. We'll get out of one relationship and immediately skirt, skirt, get right into another one. And then the same because you haven't taken any time to reassess, re reevaluate and recalibrate yourself. Realign on everything, your emotions, your feelings, your spirit, your flesh, right. you know, your mind. Take your time and get you together. Before before you get into another relationship with somebody else, you'll just get into another relationship to try to cover up the feelings that you have from the past. And what happens is you start to bring past problems into the present. Bring into the new and yeah, that's right. there bring have been times, baggage. there have been times where I've been in relationships with young ladies and I'm paying for the crimes of the man of the past. Right. Oh, he cheated on me, so so you gonna cheat on me. Right. You he did this to me, so you gonna do that to me. So I'm always having to prove that I'm not that type of that I'm not that type of man. And the thing that I had to realize was I don't have nothing to prove because I didn't do it to you. Well, it automatically puts you behind the eight ball. You always well, have to prove yourself to someone who's carrying that type of emotional baggage, right? So if she brought in from the last relationship a cheating spouse, a cheating boyfriend, uh, an abusive spouse, an abusive boyfriend, or all or, or, or all those things uh, uh, together and bring it into and brings it into a relationship with you at this time. If she's never healed, if she hasn't gotten counseling, uh, your trauma response is, is, is always going to be precedent before anything else, because my amygdala in my brain has already taken a snapshot of everything that's ever gone wrong uh, when we are dealing with any type of traumatic event. And yes, you catch your partner cheating. Yes, you are you get abused. Yes, all those different things, your brain takes snapshots of that. And if it sees anything that resembles that, we start having that trauma response. Uh, the, the, you're, you're, um, you start getting hyper-vigilant. You start getting paranoid. Your, your, look, your sensory motor operations, everything starts uh, 
you know, uh, becoming uh, heightened and, and overly aware and you're overwhelmed and overstimulated. And next thing you know, you're sitting there, especially the person who's not doing anything wrong. You're having to deal with someone who's running who's running around uh, uh, with their flight or fight response system going, uh, uh, you know, going in over a uh, drive. What are you supposed to do with that? You're going to, I mean, if you smart, so, you can get away from a person that's operating. So, so, so the, the best thing that you can do if you are in, you find yourself in that type of relationship is to encourage the person to get counseling. Right. Um, it, there's nothing wrong with getting as 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 we're both mental health providers and we both can tell you that there's nothing wrong with getting counseling, talking to someone, um, because, again, there it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you broken. It doesn't make you less than to sit down with someone to help process your thoughts, process your feelings, unpack some of that emotional baggage, because, again, your emotions are like a hose. Once you turn the water on, right. if you crimp it, that water's gone somewhere. That pressure is going to build and build and build. So either it's going to come out the pipe this way or it's going to explode the pipes underneath the house. One of the two. And so to me, that's something that, you know, I was in a relationship with a young lady. As a matter of fact, the same young lady that I told you was a part of the, the black Kardashians. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I recommended her for her to go to get, go get counseling. And the reason I recommended, well, no, she she did. She did to her, to her credit. She did go to counseling. Um, because again, what happens is you you have so much trauma that you are carrying with you, so many battle wounds and scars from going into combat all the time that have not healed, have not, and you have not dealt with, that you can't be successful in a relationship that you're in because you're always thinking that there's danger around the corner every every time you step. And so things like marriage, things like a, com- a serious commitment, a family are impossible, rather you're male or female, if someone's taking a step to you and you're constantly taking steps back from them because you're afraid that they're going to pull out the knife and get you right. in the neck. Right. You and can't so trust people. Those, you those can't people. trust people. Yeah. And a relationship is doomed to fail from the onset if you can't trust the person that you're with. And so that's why it's very, 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 very important that you take the time to work on you. We spend, as human beings, we spend so much time working on the outside of us, making sure our teeth are straight, making sure our grill, our grill is clean. We ain't got no plaque and debris stuck in our teeth. Our hair is cold. We spend so much time on the, on the outside, but don't spend any time on our inside. Don't make sure our mental is right. Don't make sure our spiritual is right. Don't make sure our emotions are right. Because again, I can tell you if those three things aren't right, the rest of you is just a facade. Right. It's you're, a facade. You're, you're a walking garbage can. Walking you you garbage you're not even a walking garbage, garbage can. can. You, are, you are you are you are a landmine. You are a landmine because what you were gonna do is you're gonna bring your chaos into someone else's life and be a hurricane in that bad boy. You're gonna literally be a category five hurricane that has made landfall and is tearing the city up because you have problems and then you bring your problems into someone else's into someone else's life. Well, and and so when because nobody confronted that person, because uh, people are used to, de- especially in the African-American community, we're used to people having those trauma responses. Uh, I, I, I was used to having females when they're upset, yell at me. Uh, not knocking my mother, but when my mother be stressed out coming home from work, she would yell at me. Uh, Mom would too. Yeah, and, and but I'm I was used to it. So when I got in the first relationship with a female 
who didn't know how to handle her emotions. And when she got, you know, uh, uh, riled up, she would yell at me. I actually accepted it because I figured, yeah. oh, she just stressed out. It's all right. No, it wasn't all right. <laughs> it got worse. It's not. <laughs> Trying it's, to deal with this young lady, it got worse. But we're used to that if you grow up in an environment where that's commonplace. Well, it become it becomes normalized, and I mean, I can tell you that it's not it's not normal you to be in a phone. You checking my 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 uh my calls, my texts. You throwing my phone. You cussing me out, and then the next day you smiling in my face like nothing happened, and we didn't had sex and made up. There's a problem. That's called toxic. Very toxic. That's but called it's toxic. Normalized in the culture. It's well, not even not even she in just out. Not I've even just our culture. Before she loves me, that's why she does that. Well, not even just that. When when uh, uh, what's her name? What, what, I can't remember. I can't remember one of the one of the ladies from from on on TV. She's a uh, uh, a dang on. She is a some sort of personality. I can't remember what her name is. I can see her face, but I can't think of her name. She was talking about how, like, we all know the whole Meg Thee Stallion, Tory Lanez thing going on right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we ain't really going to get into that. But she was just like, I wish somebody loved me that much where they willing to shoot at me. Who, who, who wants that? And, and, and I just had to think like, you know, and so when she got, That's when she got, she, culture, she got, when she got fired from her modeling job, you know, then all of a sudden, oh, I'm deeply, I'm deeply sorry. I apologize, ma'am. Get out of here with that, ma'am. You know, ma'am, because ma'am, you know, I'm escorting you. Because you, you, you're, you're out of order. Like to me, that's not love. If someone will put hands on you, like you're some stranger off the street, the they street. don't love you. If right. someone would talk to you any type of way, and they, they cannot put their pride aside enough to walk away from you and just, hey, let's put time out. Let's put a pause on this conversation right now because we we being disrespectful. Right. If a person doesn't cherish you enough to do that, they're not for you. In the words for for a future, they for the streets. Maybe That's where they need to go. They need to go to the streets. Um, because that that right there, you know, like you said, it gets worse. Because what happens is, like my dad told me when I was when I was younger, and even like my sisters raising you know right, taking raising my niece, he was explaining that bad habits are like feet. Right. They don't get smaller over time. They get bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. when you're in these type of relationships where you're hollering and screaming at each other, you're being disrespectful. And that's that's normal. Eventually, that slowly over time gets to throwing things yes. at each other. The then it goes from then it goes then it goes from throwing things at each other and throwing things, hitting each other with things. Then it goes from hitting each other with things to straight up just hitting each other. Right. Then it goes from hitting each other to potentially killing each other. Well, and so that, that's what happened with this young lady I was talking about. We started getting uh, verbally aggressive. Then it escalated to physical aggression uh, with one another. And, and hey, before I knew it, you know what I mean? It, it was on. It was on and popping. And I had to remove myself. But at the same time, it happens where, hey, that's love. I've seen it. I've seen it. Uh, especially as a social worker, where people are getting stabbed, people are getting beaten, and they don't want to lose that partner because that's love to them. Well, it's well, I think that for a lot of people, they you know, one, it's become normalized, but also goes back to my previous point of people feeling like they can't do any better than what they're doing. Right, and and so and so I, I I tell you I I say this to every to anybody listening to this, that is not love. It's not. It's not love at all. And 
if, if someone would put hands on you and tell you they love you, you need to leave them alone. Because what, what they'll start doing is trying, you know, that is someone that is, is grooming you and someone that is trying to gaslight you because they're telling you that if you hadn't have made me do that, I wouldn't have put hands on you. And, and, and so that's when you know it's a toxic relationship mm-hmm. is when, well, see, uh, when people start making excuses for people, well, see, he only hit me because, man, he caught me with that talk that I have a dude. Man, I should have never called that girl. If I had never called her, you know what I'm saying? She wouldn't have bust my car windows open. You know, it was me. It was me. That's the toxicity. That's that level where you start to think because of the gaslighting that you're wrong. Even if well, you did do some foul stuff, people are foul. People do some real mm-hmm. stupid things. It, but you probably wouldn't be looking for another partner if that person was treating you the right way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There had to be something to lead you to even deciding to give your number to the other person or to text back with the other person. Whatever the case was, all right, even though you did wrong, all right, did you deserve to get smacked in the face? Did you deserve for your, you know, for, for your windows to get bust out your car? And oh. I went around all that. And so no, not I've seen not, it all. Black not at all. Some more stuff. Did you really deserve that? <laughs> you know, not not at all. I mean, for me, like, and I've been in. I'm not gonna lie and say that I haven't been in relationships like that, toxic relationships, uh, where I would be depressed and right. I would just just shut down and just not even want to be dealing with anybody because I will so I would be like just going through it because I, I, I was one of those people where I felt like I couldn't do any better. Um, because I thought that when you love somebody, you'll do whatever you can to make it last, you know, in order, in order, in order to make the love stay. And so I would give and give and give and give and give up who I was to create this peace and this love. But what I was doing really was I was creating this incredible pain inside of myself where I was resentful, I was angry. I was frustrated, you know, and it was all, it was all building up inside of me. And I was, I was mad at myself and I was mad at the person. And so what I had to do, what, what, what finally helped get me through that, you know, through those phases where I was settled for, for, for baby back bullshit, you know, (laughs) I, I, I would, I, I had to like really start working on my relationship with God. You know, and I don't say that from a standpoint of like just preaching at people, you know, because that's oh, not, no. that's not, that's Here's not our point. That's not our, that's not our place here. Um, but, you know, taking and putting myself here and sitting down and having that relationship with God and then understanding that what God has for me, this wasn't it. Right. You know, and, and like I was saying in the last episode about what Steve Harvey was saying of how God moves people out of our lives because he saw things that we didn't see. He heard conversations that we didn't hear. And so because he he saw and heard those things, he's making moves that we wouldn't have made on our own. And so when I started putting things in God's hands, I started praying and I started having those relationships with that, that trying to work on my relationship with God. God started removing things out of my way that allowed me to see things in a much right. clearer way. Clearly. And I could understand that, whoa, this isn't okay. We're arguing and you don't, we, you know, something as simple. Now you calling me on my name. Something as simple as I didn't answer the phone when you wanted me to answer the phone. You're calling me on my name. Now you a B and you you probably got some woman over there. That's why you didn't pick up the phone. And see, the thing is, 
the spiritual intervention that I think people forget is by nature, man is always, always looking for a higher power. Always, by nature. Even if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in this and that. That's the reason why we have this we have this connection. All right, eternity is in our hearts. It tells you that in the word of God, right? And I fully believe that people always try to fill what's in here with outside material things or, or people or whatever they need to do, but you cannot fill what's meant for God. So, well, not even just that. We 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 are looking to be led. Yeah. But 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 something, somebody. You know, and, and the thing about it though is in order to get the, the best out of any relationship that you're in, regardless of what type of relationship you're in, if, if you're a man with a man, woman with a woman, man with a woman, whatever, you know, because there's so many different combinations of relationships nowadays, um, it's imperative that you, one, value the person that you're with, right. respect that you, the person that you're with, cherish the person that, that you're with. And the reason that I'm saying to do those three things and it is is because you never know how long that person's gonna be in your life for. Sometimes it's for a season, sometimes it's for Man. eternity, you know. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to be in a relationship with someone where you feel tolerated and celebrated. Exactly. You know, you want to be in a relationship that is going to be fruitful, push you to be better, push you to 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 grow and help you and nurture you. And you do the same for the other person. You want to be somebody else's peace in the, inside of their storm. You don't want to be the storm that is disrupting their peace. Right. Because it's rough on its own. And then you come home to someone who you can't even get peace when you come in the house. Like you don't feel a, 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 a peace or a presence of love when you enter that house. Man, that makes you so depressed. And I've been there. You get so depressed. You don't want to go home. Yeah, it gets to the point to where you hate to see them come in the door. You're like, oh, oh there they go. They, they, oh, oh, this, they calling again, or they texting you. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not even gonna respond. But then you slip up and you open the message, so now there's a red receipt. <laughs> so and they're like, oh, I know you looked at it. I, I know, know you looked at it. I seen the. Phone. I seen the bubbles. I seen, I seen the bubble that you was typing something. So and then so, you stopped. <laughs> So it's things like that where, you know, through experience, because life is the best teacher. Right. You know, we're saying all the things that we're saying because we've we've experienced it. You know, we've lived it. Right. You know, some things I learned from reading books because I like to read a lot. Um, other things I learned from either experiencing it firsthand. You know, my father calls it a graphic illustration. Put your hand on the stove, get burned after people right. told you not to do it. You got to get you some anyway. Um but other times I learned through watching other people experience things, you know, and that's where I can tell you, you know, when, when, you know, the story I shared about my coworker where her husband, where her boyfriend told her, you ain't gonna, ain't no man gonna want you with all those kids that stuck with me profoundly. And that is why as a man, I can tell you, you know, there are a lot of men who think just like that man, just like right. that guy. And he's no different than a lot of people I know. There's you know, where people like, well, oh, well, she got four, five kids. Anybody want her? Well, there yeah. is somebody who's going to want that woman. And will uh, cherish and respect and her. Cherish and respect her and treat her better than you do. Uh, and that's what men don't realize. Like, I might not want a woman with five kids. I'm getting old. I can't chase five kids. Now you got two. I, I can work with two. Uh, but I can't chase five. I'll probably tell you right now, I'm not the one, but there's plenty of men out there 
mm-hmm. that will take you. Um, now, if you got five grown ones and they ain't in the house, man, hey, I might be your man. <laughs> but, 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 but there's but, someone who's going to love you. But even with, with having a lot of kids, you know, like I was saying earlier about the double standard, you know, for men and women, there's a huge difference. With women, you you bring the kids with you to any future to relationships any, that you go exactly. with. Whereas men, where where whereas men, short of the mother being an unfit mother, unless you got unless you're Rob, Rob Kardashian or, or Tyga, where you got the kids a majority of the week. You got to. So you know, you you got you got the kids a majority of the week. Like literally, she put on there that she need child support. He like, well, I got to pay child support, and I got the kid six days out of the week. The only day. And it turned into this whole internet meme where the, whereas people were like, those kids will never experience Chick-fil-A because the only day that they have they're with their mom is on Sunday. Yeah. I was weak. I was done. But Tyga has his has his son majority of the week except for Sunday. And Rob has his daughter the majority of the week except for Sunday. So unless you're one of those two men, most times, you know, you get to pack up and start over fresh. Man. You know, whereas as a as a as a as a man, you got you got to have a certain level of maturity. You got to be operating at a certain level, a certain frequency, right. to be able to step into uh, an already established family, and be able to lead, because people are already set and settled into who they are and who they want to be in that in that in that in that ecosystem. You got to come in as the new lion and establish dominance and show that I'm able to lead and I'm able to, and I'm. And I'm willing to be consistent. And that's where for me, as you know, as a man, if, if it, you know, it is imperative that young women understand that when you are having these children and you move on and you get your life together, that any man that steps to you needs to have his stuff together. Right. He needs to have his stuff together because the things that happen to you don't just affect you. They affect your children. And that is where, you know, we as human beings are not like, we're not like lions or zebras or gazelles. We're not meant to be surviving through life. Childhood is not meant to be something to be survived. People are in survival mode. They're bouncing from person to person. Just, hey, this person going to help me pay rent. This person going to help me with my car. This person's doing this. It's survival mode. They're operating in crisis mode is what we call it. You're always yeah. in a crisis. Well, I can't pay rent this month. I was dealing with this dude. He just left. I need a new dude. That's crisis. You can't live life like that because your kids are living life like that. Exactly. Um, and it sets that bad precedent for them. So right. it's very imperative that, and and I said it in the last episode, you know, in order to find the ones that you're supposed to be with, you got to go, you got to go through the ones that you're not supposed to be with right. because you start to learn what works for you, what doesn't work for you. You know, and that's where I'm not telling anybody, anybody listen to this. I'm not saying, you know, don't don't quote RJ as saying, don't ever be in relationships with people. Don't experience what people have to offer you because you can learn something from anybody. But again, take the time to know who you're dealing with before you start to take that next step. You know, for me, you know, like I dated, you know, I've dated young ladies and, and it's become a question of, well, why haven't you tried anything? And I'm like, you know, at first I was like, tried anything like, is it what? Like, you know, like you ain't, you ain't felt me up. You ain't this, you ain't that. Like that was like, that was like confusing and to them. And I too. wasn't, well, I'm trying to date you so I can. Know yeah. who I, now, so now I know who you are. You just looking for a quick hit. So well, then I well, gotta, I, I gotta, uh, uh, I gotta try this differently. Well, this well, wasn't that, what? 
it wasn't that they, that's what they were looking for, but that's what they that's what they become used to. Right. That's, that's what, what the expectation to, was right? was that was that men were looking to sleep with them, men were looking to slide in to smash whatever you want to use. You know, that's what they were. That's all they were interested in. They were interested in getting to know the person. They were interested in getting to know the hot pocket. You know, and so it's imperative. You know that you are going on those dates. You know, yeah, he's cute. You're cute. You're into him. He's into you. There's definitely that attraction there, that physical attraction. But again, it's better that you take the time to get to know the person that you're with than to just jump into something that is going to ruin your life. Right. Because that is very, you know, like we we are looking at a steady incline of just violence against people, period. So when I say ruin your life, people are killing people without it, without even thinking about it. Right. And, and 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 it's not even over something serious. Now, there are certain things I'm not going to lie to you about. There are certain things where you try me. I ain't even gonna, I'm not even gonna, I'm not going to hold you. You getting it. Right. You know, there are certain things that you I just I'm not they're non-negotiable. I'm not playing about. But we are just throwing our lives away. And for what? And so that's where, like I said, about ruining your life is taking the time to understand who you're dealing with and understand if this person meets the qualifications of the position that you're trying to fill. Right. You know, because if not, you're dooming yourself to a relationship that is going to be unfulfilling, that is going to be draining, that's going to be taxing, and that is going to slowly suck the life out of you. And it's not going to be until you hit that rock bottom that you enough has become enough that you're ever going to try to escape. And look, and I don't, once you hit that, once you hit rock bottom, you've probably lost a lot on the way down. You you probably lost lost a lot that you will never recover. And you're not going to recover. Uh, I ain't got my ring light on, so uh, we, we're going to have to renegotiate this one, folks. But uh, try not to overthink it. This relationship thing is real. Uh, yeah, most know, definitely. This real. This is your life you're playing with, your children's lives you're playing with. You're bringing people into the home. You don't know these people. You haven't dated them. Uh, we, we haven't established boundaries with them. We haven't established uh, uh, what you want out of the relationship. We haven't done any of those things. What expectations you have for them and for you. So Most definitely. This is serious for folks, man. We need to um, revisit this another time, RJ. Most definitely. I, I definitely agree. Um, so we're going to we're going to end it right there. So if the, again, if you like what you heard, if you didn't like what you heard, we ask that you continue to participate in the conversation with us. Um, share this, you know, like it, spread the word. And then, you know, we hope that you check us out next time. We want you to join our tribe and be a part of the village, you know, because again, we're just two, we're just two individuals and we just want, we want to, we want to share our thoughts and our feelings and our opinions with you guys. We, and we appreciate you for your time. Thank you. Blessings, blessings. Most definitely blessings.